You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. Joining me today at the King Power Stadium is James the Sharp and Sharp. Hello, Robert. And uh, we've just sat through Claude Puel's press conference ahead of the away trip to Bournemouth at the weekend. It's been a while, hasn't it? it felt, it's felt like ages yeah. since the last uh, Leicester City game. And there's so much has happened actually in between. It's not been uh, your usual sort of two weeks of uh, <laughs> tedium uh, yeah. in the international break. It's actually been quite busy in terms of Leicester City news. Um, before we get underway, let's just start with the team news, if you can clear that up for us, James. Uh, yes, so uh, the, main, the, main, the main point is that um, the new signing, Jalal Soinger, could be in with a chance of making his first team debut. He signed from Freiburg on, on deadline day, the, the young Turkey international centre-back. Not yet played for the first team, but has played in the development squad. Now, Puel was saying that he was carrying a bit of an injury when he came, uh, when he signed, but he's played... Two 90 minutes for Turkey, come back fresh, no injuries, and he said that he's now available. He's now in his pool of centre-backs to choose from, um, Maguire, Morgan, Evans, Soringer. So there is potential that he could make his um, debut at Bournemouth. But we think we'd probably stick with the back four yeah. that uh, took on Liverpool, as imagine with Wes Morgan, alongside Harry Maguire, who, in the international break... Not only has uh, added to his uh, caps tally for England, but he signed a new five-year contract as well with uh, Leicester City. And Claude was asked about Harry today. Um, called him his best player. Would you agree? Is he Leicester City's best player? Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. Pot is one of the best. Uh, it's difficult not to look past Vardy for that, I think. Um He's certainly one of them, and he's certainly part of a very important spine, which has been strengthened through through the summer and over the summer. So that means now we've got Schmeichel on a long-term contract, Maguire on a long-term contract, and Didi on a long-term contract, and Vardy on a long-term contract. That's your spine around which Leicester can now build, or hope to build, their team for the, for the future, which they want to bring consistent success, and which they, I think, with a spine like that, Mm. They might be able to get it. Well, I imagine there were some Leicester fans getting a little bit concerned that uh, you know, other deals with contracts were being signed and um, Maguire seemed to drag on and on and on. But uh, talking to Maguire um, on Monday here at the England press conference, he didn't seem to be too concerned about um, contracts and interest from other clubs. He said there was some interest there, but he said he never really thought anything was going to happen and that he, he was happy to stay. And, and it's that ambition of the club that's convinced him to to sign that deal as well and that seems to be the reoccurring theme doesn't it I was just about to say he wasn't the first player to use that word ambition um, I'm pretty sure Schmeichel used it yeah. I'm pretty sure Ndidi used it and pretty sure Vardy used it as well And but it's true isn't it it's true because Leicester aren't anymore a team who are happy to sell the best players are happy to just 
kind of meander around in, in, in the middle of the Premier League. They want to be a team that pushes into the top eight, the top seven, the top six. That's where they, they see them, they want to be. And you only do that if you keep all your best players. And that's that's what they have done. Uh, apologies for anybody can hear some building work, talking about building football teams. Yeah. There's, just, there's some work being done at the King Power Stadium. There always seems to be some work being done on the King Power Stadium. It's big, not big screens. Yeah, it? it's not just the, um, the, the the team that they spend money on and uh, to, to build. It's... Uh, the stadium as well. So apologies if you can hear that noise in the background. Um, yeah, so Maguire signed on. Fantastic news. Yeah. Um, doesn't think he's going to go in anywhere anytime soon, but that's not the end of the speculation. I think Leicester fans have got to be prepared. There will still be newspaper reports saying Man United £100 million yeah. bid and stuff like that. That inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, Claude even kind of touched on it in his press conference um, by saying, look, at the end of seasons, players do move, not just Maguire but all players are potentially moving but he says Maguire's got a five year contract he's been here a year he's going to be here another year I've got no concerns that he won't be here um, the following summer but yeah of course there will be if he has a season like he had last season and gets better if he performs like he did at the World Cup of course there's going to be big clubs sniffing around him but what it also means is that Leicester are in the strongest possible position when it comes to deciding whether he goes or not. They can, man, you were looking at trying to play what seventy million pounds in the summer. They're going to have to go above that if they're even going to make Leicester think, which I don't think they will. Um, but yeah, great news. The, the speculation will still be there, but Maguire is now signed up for long term. Well, Puel was down here on Tuesday when England um, played Switzerland, and Maguire completed a. Another 90 minutes for his country. He's now established himself uh, as one of uh, England's better players as well, I would argue. But there's more on the horizon for uh, Gareth Southgate. And uh, City's uh, policy of developing youth has certainly uh, paid off for club and country. With Ben Chilwell making his international senior debut as well. That was uh, fantastic uh, for the youngster. And you spoke to him, didn't you, after the game? Yeah, I did. It was a fantastic moment, really, for for him, he's a he's been here since he was twelve, come through the ranks. So to make your England debut on your home ground, it's a pretty special thing. I mean, if if I thought about making England debut at home, at, on great home, reception from the yeah, fans as well, didn't they? Sing that songs of he's one of our own, and a huge cheer from the fans. Yeah, that's a that's a moment that he'll cherish for 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 a long, long time, and he deserved it as well. Uh, I don't think he was expecting it. I mean, like I said, I spoke to him afterwards, and he said that. He'd been he'd been bowling with some of the lads, the under twenty one lads on the Saturday. Uh, saw Luke Shaw go down injured, but didn't really think about it. And then trained the next day. Next thing he he knows, he's been him and Damari told he's in the senior squad. He gets chucked into a car for a four hour drive, and then he's training there. And then the next thing he knows, he's out on the pitch. He's it's been a bit of a whirlwind for him because I remember speaking to him after the Man U game on the first day of the season, and all the talk then was Madison for England, Madison, Madison, Madison. And Joe said, "Yeah, I mean." I hope I play for England as well one day, but I'm. I know that I've got to have to put in consistent performances throughout the season for me to get my chance. And well, a couple of weeks later, and here he is making his England debut. Brilliant for him. Hopefully, it's the first of many. 
It's a shame really that Damari didn't get on as yeah. well because they both had a, a vigorous warm up at one stage. I thought it was a double. Before, before the double, the double home sub- uh, debuts was going to be on the card for both of them, but Damari will have to wait. Uh, yeah, I mean, you wrote in your report this time, you, that his moment will come. Yeah, if he keeps performing for Leicester City, because there's not many um, English lads playing regularly in the Premier League in the top half of the Premier League, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of lads that get picked for England who haven't played for their club. Uh, this, uh, Fabian Delph yeah. hadn't even started and played one minute for Man City this season, and he gets a, an England call up. So, and the, he wasn't the only one. There's like Marcus Rashford that plays bits and bobs here and there, and for, for United, and yet, you know, starting for England. So, if he keeps focused on Leicester City and keeps improving and improves, certainly improves that final ball. I think he'll be in England reckoning before uh, before too long. Yeah, but Southgate must love Poirot, mustn't he? He might. He must love looking at a Premier League manager who's playing young English players week in, week out, allowing them to get minutes under their belts, establish themselves as Premier League players, playing together so that Southgate knows that when it comes to it and when it comes to him wanting Chilwell, Gray and Madison in his team, all he does is lift the three of them up, take them over, drop them down again, and they should, in theory, just play the same way that they played for Leicester, have that same understanding. That must be... Really, that must be great for Southgate, surely. Absolutely, and it's quite a brave thing for Puel to do. I've, I've wrote, written a piece on the uh, on Leicestershire Live website today about um, you get, you've got to get that balance just right between the demand for results, which is getting increasingly more intense in the Premier League. Um, managers don't get as much time as they used to to wait for players, young players, to develop. I mean, people talk about the Fergie uh, class of '92. Um, he had more. He had more credit in the bank. He was more established at United to bring those youngsters through, and it worked for him. But uh, Pure's not in that situation here. Um, but he's gone for, um, for for the youth. Although he argues that they aren't. He doesn't pick them because they're young. He picks them because they're good, yeah. and he still thinks they they they're producing. Uh, and he's still got a strong side now. It's not just a team that for, for the future, but it is a balancing act. Yeah. What, what's that famous phrase? If, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Isn't yeah. It? But. No, I think that's right, and it it makes me think what would have happened if Pollard lost his job in the summer. Like, where would where would Leicester be now? Where would Leicester squad be now? Where would the likes of Chilwell, Gray, Madison, these young, exciting English players, where would they be now if well if some of the fans had got their way and Pollard had been sacked over the summer? Would we still be seeing them play? Would Madison have joined for a start? He, he said before that he had a long conversation with Puel on the phone just talking about football and that made him think, yeah, I want to sign for this bloke. What if Leicester had brought in another manager who, who doesn't put as much faith in youth? Would we be seeing the rise of Ben Chilwell or Damari Gray? Pro- maybe not. And mm. so I, I think it's really, it's really encouraging, really, actually. It's a bit of a relief. From speaking as a fan, or anything, it's really that Paul was given the time, and the owners did ride that wave of of resentment towards him to say no. We 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 trust in this project. We trust that he's going to give young players a chance, and he's going to be able to build a team to bring that that success that you talk about. So I'm quite thankful for that, to be honest. Inevitably, when youngsters come through, though, it means some of the old guard have to move on and. Uh, Puel has been asked today about the decision to leave Andy King, the club stalwart, out of his 25-man Premier League squad. Um, I don't think it was really a big surprise. I know you did a piece, didn't you, about it? It's no real surprise, shock that King has been left out. But uh, it's a real fall from grace for a player that's 
given everything to this club and served the club so well. And Pure was talking in past tense as well about him. Yeah, he he was a valued member of the squad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the, the phrase I used in that piece was it's it, it was sad but but inevitable and inevitable because there were just far too many people ahead of him in the pecking order. Indeedy, the right, the renaissance of Papi Mendy, Ibora and Silva, Chowdhury, the future, Matty James is um, injured and we probably should have mentioned him earlier. He's had another operation on his ankle, but well, hopes he'll be back soon. These players are all above King in the pecking order, so it was inevitably would be left out. But it is also sad because he's literally been there from the lowest point in the club's history to the highest. He's been there every step of the way, played under eight different managers, scored in every league season that he's, that he's featured at the club. Kingy's always been here and he's a, one of the most valiant, or the most valiant servant that Leicester have had over the past decade. And whether you, whether you rated his football now, whether you thought he was he should be in the squad or not, you can't forget, and it would be wrong to forget what he's done and what he's given for the club. And so, for him not to have been able to find a way to get a move and be able to play some football, it's probably the saddest part of it. Because, as Paul said in his press conference, he's a great professional, he's a great gentleman. So, it's sad that he can't be playing football now. And when the time does come that he leaves and leaves for good. He, he should be given the send-off that he deserves. Absolutely, absolutely. Now let's look ahead to the football. It's been two weeks since we've had Premier League football, but it's back, we're, and we've got another long trip down to the South Coast. Yeah. It was Southampton not so long ago. This time it's Bournemouth. Proud of your rock tunes. On yeah, the we'll have a bit of Planet Rock on on the way down. Um, Bournemouth, they're a tough side on home soil, aren't they? I mean, I think this is a yeah. much tougher prospect than Southampton. Yeah, so do I. Um, it's, it's an odd one, because... They've started really well. They've won, won two and drawn one, so they're, they're sixth, the point above Leicester. Um, but it's quite—it's not a place to go because it's quite, uh, quite a tight ground. So you're quite packed in, and for saying it's quite a small ground, it, they have got a bit of a bit of an aura of intimidation about them. And whether it's um, like the kind of David v. Goliath thing, but they play really good football. They've got some excellent players in the likes of uh, Josh King and Callum Wilson. They—they're real dangerous threats. Leicester have got a pretty bang average record against Bournemouth I mean they've, the six times they've played them in the Premier League they've drawn five and lost one they've never beaten them so there's a bit of a monkey on the back there I don't know it's just they're an odd one because you'd think they're just a bit of a small time small fry football club but they play some good football under Eddie Howe well run football very club, very they? well run and but consistently punch above their weight and I think Leicester will find it difficult absolutely but they have got Jamie Vardy back the talisman striker although um, we have put it to uh, PR today. Can Vardy last a full ninety minutes? When was the last time he started and finished ninety minutes for Leicester City? It was last season. Yeah, and he hasn't uh, done it this season. So, uh, yeah, and he's now retired from international football. So he didn't play for England. So he spent the fortnight resting and uh, training and being suspended beforehand. So he's he's not played in a competitive game since the Wolves game. He got sent off. So while on the one hand you could say, well, he's re- he's well rested, must be raring to go. I think Paul's point is he might be well rested, but will he have that match sharpness? Will he have that because he's not played much football? Will he be able to hit the ground and be like, and be that Jamie Vardy that we all know and we all love and we all know how ruthless he is? Can he can he provide that when he's not played that much football? That's I mean, the question. That's going to be the 
the quandary that Poel finds himself in. Well, I think about the 60-minute mark, you'll see um, the number nine go up on the board, regardless of the state of the game. Because um, I think he'll just da- be absolutely... Just because of the legs. He'll be burnt out, I think, and uh, Kelechi Nacho will probably have to cut, enter the fray. And he did so with... Uh, it made quite a big impact, didn't he, um, a couple of weeks ago against Liverpool. So there are some options there for Paul. Yeah, there are. Um, I mean, I know it's also the Damari Gray project. Um, as Gray is a striker, starting out to Liverpool. But I think Ian Atro showed enough when he came off the bench. It was you would almost say Vardy esque in the way he closed down Allison for that goal. Showed enough off the bench to, to say, well, if Vardy comes off, then Ian Atro is probably the one to, to take that position. Um, hopefully, the game is wrapped up by the time the board goes up and the number nine goes on. Uh, but I agree with you. I, I don't see Vardy lasting the full ninety minutes, and hopefully. he's already taking the match ball home by the time that board goes up it would be fantastic if that was the case I remember going down we're talking about victories down there it was a championship game yeah. of the season the, the uh, City won the title and Kevin Phillips popped up with a winner didn't he oh, and then Zimmer frame celebration in front of the uh, away fans so um, you know, good memory so hopefully we'll, we'll have a few more uh, you can uh, check back on the Mercury website James will be running a live blog from the Vitality Stadium on Saturday so uh, you can uh, follow all the action and we'll be giving you a little bit of flavour of what's been going on around the ground as well we've got lots of preview stories appearing on Leicestershire Live now uh, all the stuff from Puel's uh, press conference as we build up to the big game and uh, don't forget as well that uh, we'll be back next week with more podcasts so you can uh, hear our ramblings yet again <laughs> and perhaps I might even reveal what was in that rock playlist of for oh, the yeah. trip, trip down to Bournemouth. So uh, check back with us next time.